welcome to the Made for This podcast. I'm your host, Julie Turner, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today. Happy 2018, everybody. Hope you're all enjoying a wonderful start to the new year. On this show, I talk with individuals that I believe are living out their God-given purpose right in the space where they're at. I believe that we are all made on purpose and for a purpose, and I hope that in listening to these individuals and their stories, that you will feel inspired to live confidently in your own purpose every day of your life with your unique gifting and right in the space where you're planted. Because I believe that if every one of us were to do that, we could make such a difference in the world around us. Today, I have the privilege of introducing you to my friend Jenny Heike, and oh my goodness, chatting with her was so much fun and so personally inspiring for me and so timely for me as we head into a new year. January is such a wonderful reset for my husband and I. We typically take the first couple weeks of the new year to pause and intentionally reflect on the previous year and then look ahead to what feels like a fresh start of sorts. We both use the time to take an inventory of the things that we're doing and prayerfully seek out fresh direction for the brand new year, which I'm hoping to be able to talk to you a little bit more about in the next episode. But for now, I'll just say that the timing of my interview with Jenny was absolutely perfect for where I'm at personally and was so inspiring to me while I'm in the midst of all of that, reflecting on my life and work and future personal and professional goals. And I really believe it will be for you as well. Jenny has devoted her life to equipping and empowering women to recognize their true gifting and to help women get on a path to pursuing their dreams. She is so full of heart and life and enthusiasm and passion, and she is profoundly gifted at what she does. And the best part is that she uses this incredible gifting to come alongside women and cheer them on to being their very best self. I know that you will absolutely love her. So without further ado, here's my conversation with my friend, Jenny Heike. Well, hello and welcome to the Made for This podcast. I'm so glad we finally made this happen. This is my friend, Jenny Heike, and welcome. Thank you. So glad to have you. Good Um, to be here. I mean, you're a busy girl, so it took us a You are too. Yeah. (laughs) I guess so, huh? We won't say how many times we went back and forth. (laughs) But as as it would be, this is great timing because you have a lot to talk about, a lot happening in your life. But before we get to all that, let's talk about your just who you are and your family and yeah yeah well thank you so much for having me Julie I appreciate it I'm thrilled um so who am I well I so I wear a lot of different hats as far as you know what I do so I do speaking and I do writing and I have my own coaching and consulting business that's kind of a recent journey of mine I'm sure we're going to talk about yes, yes. um and I am married to my high school sweetheart oh so, wow, I didn't yeah, know that yeah oh. yeah so we've been married over 22 years yeah congratulations and we're together. I think I think we decided it was nine years before that. So we've been together literally like pretty much almost all our lives. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like grown up together. Yeah, we've grown up really? together. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So his name is Mike and then we have two kids. So our daughter Katie is 18 and she's in her first year of college. Yes. So we went through that whole transition yes. this summer. I know you Which and I have kind of talked as, about that. Yes. Everybody <laughs> listening may as well know I've already cried about it. Yes, we've had tears here this morning. <laughs> yes, that's huge. Um, yeah, yeah, so big transition for our family. And then our son, Luke, he is 16, almost 17 in February, actually, which is just hard to believe that. My baby is almost 17 oh and he is six foot four almost. Oh, so wow. he's taller than Mike and taller than me. 
and obviously taller than Katie, but I am now officially the shortest one in the family. And I'm not even short. I'm like five, seven and a half. So right. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Wow. We, we have family pictures and it's like, I look like I'm in a sinkhole or something. Oh, so. That's so cute. Yeah. So, and we actually came from California, like so many other people here in Idaho. So we're in Boise, Idaho now. And how long have you been here? Three and a half years. Oh, I thought you'd been here a lot longer No, than three okay. and a half years. Wow. Yeah. So born and raised in California and never had Idaho on our radar at all. And then my husband works at HP and his job got transferred to Boise. And we came out here for a preview trip and fell in love with the area and said, let's just go for it. And so here we are and we love it. And it was pretty terrifying, you know, having at the time my daughter was going into her sophomore year at high school. Oh gosh. Luke was an eighth grader and going, you know, going into eighth grade. And so it was like thinking, you know, what's that going to do to the kids? But it's been one of the best things that we've ever done as a family. It's been great. I'm so glad. Wow. I did not, I did not know it had been that recent for you. For some reason, I thought you'd been here a long time. Well, then you just dove right in. I dove right in. You were involved (laughs) in a lot of thinking. Maybe that's why I just assumed this happened over a long period of time. No, dove right in. I know it it has been just, you know, like a a fast journey, but it's been good. And it's also been affirming, like, this is exactly where we're supposed to be. It's been really clear. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, there's so many, like you said, you wear so many different hats. And so one of them is author uh-huh. you, and yeah. you have books that are out and I how did do. you get, well, maybe you should just tell us what has the progression then been to get you into all of these hats? Like, yeah. Okay. So I'll go way back to when my daughter Katie was born. Mm-hmm. I used to work at Hewlett Packard and I decided to quit my career to be a stay-at-home mom. And so when I was with Katie at home and, and then I had Luke and I was reading these little children's books to them and I had this epiphany moment one day. I, I literally remember it. We were in our green slider rocker oh. and I was reading the children's books. And at that time we would go to the library and we had a max number of 25 books that you could check out. And I would just check out all these children's books. And I was reading this children's book and I remember getting really choked up and I was tearing up and I thought, why am I why am I reacting this way? And I, I just had this epiphany of this is what I want to do. I want to write children's books. And so there was this journey in this process of me getting into the craft of writing and pursuing that dream of becoming a children's book author. And as a kid, I always loved writing and I kind of lost touch with that over the years. And so long story short, I went on this path of writing children's books. And then when the kids got older, I would find myself wanting to capture little parenting stories. And so I'd hop on my computer and I'd type up something that they did and I'd file it away. And I was never really sure if I'd ever do anything with that. Yeah. And I was talking to a neighbor one day and she was, she was like a web developer and she said, it sounds like you should create a blog. You should take these these mom, you know, stories and create a blog. And so I was like, you know, what's a blog? And that was back oh, in the yeah. day, you know, in 2008 when mom blogs were really big. And so I started this mom blog. So long story short, kind of in conjunction, the mom blog opened up doors for writing for parenting magazines, which eventually opened up doors for my book for moms, the book deal for my book, Finding Mommy Bliss, which came out in 2014. So several years ago. And then alongside of that, I ended up getting some book contracts for some children's books. Oh, wow. So I've got some children's books that have been published, and then I have my book for moms. That, That's um, amazing. That was published. Okay, yeah. so I'm, I have a thousand questions in my head right now, but <laughs> one of them... Where can people find these precious books that you have for kids? Oh, you're sweet. So Finding Mommy Bliss is available pretty much wherever books are sold. So, you know, Barnes & Noble, or you can go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com or any of those those types of places. Okay. Interesting thing about my children's books is they are available. So I got a book deal for six children's books through a book publisher in Korea. Oh, And so the distribution rights don't include the United States. And so while I got copies, complimentary author copies, 
I they aren't distributed in the U.S. So they're oh, available in other countries, but not here. So they're on my website, and you can okay. click through them and look through them, and you can find them online, but they're just not available for purchase. Oh, my so. goodness. Yeah, but it was a really fun project working yeah. with them, and very different, you know, because the communication, the time change, and all of that. Um, so th- that was a really fun journey. Did you illustrate them as well? No, or, okay. no. I all wrote right. them, and they match you with an illustrator. Oh, and wow. so then, yeah. And some of them are for toddlers, and some of them are for young kids. Okay. So, well, I yeah. love, especially on a podcast called Made for This, I love that you could be rocking your babies and reading a book and mm. discover this new journey that yeah. you set out on. That's yeah. just, that. I hope that's inspiring to people listening so that are too. feeling yeah. the mundane of dishes and toddlers and yeah. things that don't feel glamorous, but then right smack in the middle of that, yeah. you went on this whole new path, which is so exciting. And That's I will awesome. say on that too, Julie, and I'm glad you brought that up, is that it wasn't easy to pursue that path being, you know, I, I, a toddler and a baby and that whole thing of, you know, diapers and nursing yeah. and play dates and doctor appointments and all that comes yeah. with being a mom. But I will say that even like some days I literally only had like 30 minutes to write, but it gave me that, um, it was that little something for myself. It was something that I could grow and learn. And it was that dream that I had that I could pursue. And so it took longer than it would have taken had I not been home with, with Katie and Luke at the time, but it was such a gift to be able to have that. And then to balance that with being a mom and, um, and to just, you know, persevere through that and, and to know that, you know, my time with them. I would never trade that for anything, but also to be able to just take those baby steps toward my own dream. It was, it was awesome. Right. And I think just my last comment on that, I talked to so many moms who feel like they have to put their dreams on a shelf yeah. and then maybe not even ever get them back down again. And so I would just encourage if there's any moms listening, just to keep those dreams alive yeah. and, and get them back down and pay attention to that tug on your heart and what you feel like you're being called to do. Yeah. Okay, so then from there, because you're not still actively writing kids' books at this time, so then what was the next part of your journey as an author writer? So the next part, it's just so interesting how things, you know, one door opens, another door opens, another door. And so as I was actively blogging and doing the mom blog thing and, and working on my parenting book and all of that, doors opened for me to start speaking to moms groups like mops, mothers and preschoolers and, and things like that. So I was doing more and more speaking uh-huh. to moms groups. And then that kind of morphed into just more and more speaking to women's groups at women's events and things like that. And um, I really figured out that that is my spot. Like I love women. I'm passionate about women and, and empowering women and, and helping women to believe in themselves and follow that, you know, that their purpose and their passions and their calling. And so one door opened, you know, the doors kept opening. And so actually this was an after Idaho thing. When I moved to Idaho, it was kind of like my slate was clean. Right. I worked in a marketing company part-time back in California. I was doing speaking. I was doing writing actively. My book had just launched. And so we moved here and it was like, I had a clean slate. Mm-hmm. I knew nobody I was like, okay, wait a minute. I have a reset here. Should I keep doing what I've been doing? Should I be on a different path? Is there something else I'm supposed to be considering? And so I went through that whole process of just really trying to have 
open hands, just yeah. like what, I, I'm not really sure what this move means for me or my family and, and not wanting to just keep doing the same things and wanting to be open to the fact that my, my life might need to switch in a certain way. So long story short, I ended up resigning from my literary agent. I ended up making the conscious decision to stop with the writing projects and to spend more time face to face with women. And so now what I'm doing is it's the more of the speaking, it's the, the work with my, you know, my coaching um, business, working one-on-one with women and with Lyft. And I know we're going to talk about that. So really it's just more of the face-to-face working with women and working with groups. And, you know, there wasn't enough time in the day to keep doing all of these writing projects and to really go where I felt like I was being called to go. And so had to let that go. And I won't, I won't lie. It was hard. It was really hard to make that decision to resign from my literary agent. That was a tough one, but it was, it, it was, I needed to give up something good to be able to see something better. Right. So. Wow. And so what was the driving force behind that? Like as you started speaking in women's groups, what was the felt need that you saw that kept you wanting to do more of that? I think a couple of things. One was my work with LIFT and that stands for Inspired, Live Inspired, Fearless and Thriving. And I know we'll get into more detail on our events, but coming alongside two other local women here that I had met, Kirsten Holmberg and Pam Strain, Mm -hmm. and really seeing their passion and their heart for women as well. And we would go to coffee and we would talk and we would just be on fire for trying to help women be equipped and encouraged and, you know, to pursue their dreams and to live with passion. And we found that in all of our conversations, um, there was these common threads of trying to overcome fears and, and, you know, battling doubt and things like that. And so we ended up forming Lyft. And so my work, with Lyft was it gave me an opportunity to meet with women's groups and to pull women together in community. And I think to your point on what was the felt need, it was the need for women to come alongside each other in community, to be real, to lean into each other, even if we have differences. We may not have the same beliefs, we may not have the same political views, whatever the whatever the difference, but to lean into each other's lives and to seek to be understanding, not understood, and to seek to listen, not be heard. And so to see those forms getting created, I felt like this, I want to be involved in more and more of this. And then separate from that, and I know this is long, so I'll... No, no, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> separate from that is I found myself meeting one-on-one with more women. And so whether it was like a total stranger reaching out to me on Facebook or however that may look, you know, email or whatever here in Boise, hey, you know, I'd love to meet you for coffee or friends. We'd meet over at Rembrandt's or we'd meet for coffee and we'd be talking. And I would find out even though the women were different, but the conversations we were having were the same. It was always along the same thread, like trying to understand what am I passionate about or what should I be doing? I want to do something that matters, but how do I know what that something is? Or I'm battling these fears. And it was just these common things. And I realized, um, you know, I have a marketing and communications background. And so we'd be having these conversations. And the next thing I'd know we'd be having like this personal branding session where, you know, companies have brands, you know, how others see and experience them and how they communicate what they're all about. And it's like, we as women have that too, where it's, you know, who are we? What unique value do we bring to the table? How do we communicate that? And how do we live that out in our lives? And I, and I got, I realized with all of these one-on-ones, I said, this, I'm living in my sweet spot. This is what I am supposed to be doing. And so I just decided I'm going to formalize that. And so part of the idea of giving up writing was to just free up space to be able to do that. And then I created my own business and that kind of a thing where I could work with more women and have the opportunity to have that face-to-face time. That's amazing. So you have independent consulting then right now is basically, so people come to you. Yes. 
and and you help get them on a path to pursue their dreams. Yeah. This is the best job ever. <laughs> well, that's what I think. <laughs> that's but so fun. Yeah, and it was that place of realizing this is what this is what I'm made to do. Yeah. Like this was naturally unfolding, but I have to say too, it didn't just come out of anywhere. Right. It's it's looking back on my journey and it's so cool how everything nothing is a waste, right. you know, back to the writing, the work with moms, um, my communications work, you know, marketing jobs, all of that stuff. It all comes together to what I'm doing today and nothing that we do is a waste, which is so, so cool. Right. That's amazing. I love that. And that really just dovetails with what my heart behind this podcast is, is yeah. again, to link arms with each other and realize that, you know, when you look at social media, we talk about that. Everybody talks about this all the time. It's, you're seeing everybody's highlight reel and we can end up though, even though we know that cognitively, we can still feel less than as we, as we try to stack ourselves up to the big worldwide web. And, and so my heart for this was just, no, you have a spot right where you're at and you were made on purpose for a purpose to run in your lane. And I love that you're taking the concept of that and then just putting feet to it and putting some actual a path in place for people. That has to be so exciting. It is. And I love what you're doing with this, by the way. Well, I just think what, I think that's great. So, okay. Because I could benefit from your services profoundly because I have no (laughs) marketing background, (laughs) a brand. I hear that word all the time. I don't know how to make one. (laughs) So if someone like me, hypothetically speaking, needs to come find you, you, what's your website? How do they get to you to find your consulting? So my business website is herteamsuccess.com. Okay. And I chose that name because I wanted something that speaks to women coming alongside each other in community. So that's the team. Mm -hmm. And then also women in leadership and women thriving and, and have, you know, experiencing that, um, that success. And so that's why it's herteamsuccess.com. And then I also have, um, my personal website is jennyheika.com. It's G-E-N-N-Y-H-E-I-K-K-A. Oh, right. (laughs) I'll spell it out because my name, nobody gets it right. (laughs) Right. Okay. And then from there, you just set up a consultation and and get on the path to see if you're right fit. There's a button to click on and and I'll I'll get back to the person. That is so exciting. Yeah. And I do, um, if somebody is interested in talking, I do a free 15 minute consult where we can just, I can describe more what I, how I work with women, what my process, what my coaching philosophy is and all of that. And then I do work with corporations too. I did a recent personal branding session with Texas Roadhouse Restaurant Chains oh, with wow. their leaders. Oh my goodness. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was wow. really, really a great experience. So. Okay, well, I think I'm going to be visiting your site and signing up for my 15 minute consult. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so exciting. We'll just go to coffee. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> that's so great. Oh, I just think that's so exciting. And so then Lyft, tell us how you came. I love that name. I said that when Kirsten talked about it last year on the podcast. I absolutely love the name because it does, it just touches down on what we all experience as women. We want to live fearless and thriving. This is so valuable. So tell us, tell me a little bit about your part in that. Yeah, sure. So, so really it's been a team effort with Kirsten and with Pam. And honestly, Julie, it's so funny. It's so grassroots. Like we just started this. It was just this movement where, like I said, we realized we have this shared passion for women and we saw this need in our community and we kept hearing these obstacles that women that each of us were, you know, meeting with individually were coming up against. And we said, you know what? Let's let's create an event where we can get women together in our community, and let's ju- let's let's have a night of inspiration and encouragement. And honestly, so we've been doing it now three years, but 
that, so like right when I moved here, we, I, I got immersed in this, but that first event, we literally thought, okay, maybe, maybe 30 people will, yeah. will come, yeah. right? Like we just, I mean, we didn't even have any expectations. We just thought we know some people who want to yeah. get together for encouragement. So way more than that came yes. that first year. I popped in at the end. I, I couldn't make it the whole thing, but I popped in and went, oh my gosh. That's what amazing. we were saying. Oh my gosh. We were like moving chairs at the end and yeah. trying to pack people in there. And it was so neat to see women responding to that need. And um, I mean, some women walked in and knew nobody there. We had been fortunate enough to be in a couple magazines and stuff like that. And so they had read about it or heard about it and um, just showed up not knowing anybody else. And that's so brave. Like way to go. If any of those women are listening, way to go. Because that is so brave to just head out on an evening. And it was winter, right? It it was winter. You know, dark and you get back out there and go to this thing that you don't know anybody at. And and I know everyone came away so thankful for what you had to share and encouraged by what you had to share. So thank you for that. But we, you know, it's so interesting. So after that first event, we really said, okay, there is this need in our community. And we wanted to be able to even provide more forums for women to get together and more of an opportunity for community and authentic community where you don't have to show up and feel like you have to have it all together. You've got to have, you know, it all perfect. You can just come together with other women and you don't have to all be the same. You don't have to all think or look or feel or believe the same, but you can get together as women and talk about things that matter. Things like your purpose and your identity and how do you live that out? And how do you overcome things like fear or shame? You know, and so after that, we created a workshop that we have on helping women to conquer fear specifically, because that's one of the big things that keeps coming up. And it's something we have all wrestled with, myself included. Still, always. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that's so cool to share with women that when we say, okay, come to our workshop and you're going to conquer fear, you're not, it's not conquering. It's not getting rid of it. It's living with it, reframing it in your mind and realizing Mm -hmm. that this is part of being human. And so how do you, how do you wrestle with that? And how do you deal with that? So that it doesn't hold you back from what you're supposed to be doing. So, um, so yeah, and we do book, book discussion groups where we get together. We use a lot of Brene Brown books and get together with women and just talk about like, what did this chapter mean to you? And yeah, I can't tell you how much we've learned from just so many other women in the community. And then to the big event, once a year, we have this this big, our big lift conference, if you will. Last year, it was about 300 people. I know. Crazy. Yes. yes. (laughs) And so much fun. So did we say the number the first year? You had maybe 100 or so? I think 110 or 120. Okay. And so then you basically over doubled in a year. So last year, Which is so exciting. It was so exciting. And I've been to one and a half now, but I'd love to hear from you. Describe the event from the time people walk in the door through the whole experience. Well, I'll t- can I talk about the, our upcoming oh, event? So and this, yes, re- and yes. this reflects how our events have been, though, because we always kind of follow the same format, and our topics fall under this umbrella of helping women to live inspired, fearless, and thriving. And so, basically, it's the, our next event is just in a couple of weeks, so by the time this airs, it'll probably yeah. be maybe a week out or something right. like that, but it's January 25th from 7 to 9 p.m. Doors open at 6.30, and it's at Foothills Community Church church in Eagle off of State Street, but it's open to all women of all faiths and all perspectives. All women are welcome. And so if there's somebody listening and they're wondering like, what can I expect? Yeah. You, you come to our lift event, you'll, you, you go and you'll be welcomed at the door. There's going to be coffee. There's going to be desserts. Um, I think we're going to have lemonade. And then Kirsten, Pam and I will each share a talk for the night. And so the topics that we're going to be talking about this year, Pam's going to be talking about identity Mm. and how do you get to that place where you 
know that you are enough. And how when you realize that you are seen and you are loved, that it changes how you look at the world and it changes how you look at yourself. So you are truly free to live out who you are created to be. And then I'm going to be talking about how do you live with purpose and passion today? Not like in a decade, not, I hope in a few years I'll be living my life passionately, not tomorrow, but you know, we all, and you and I even have talked about this before. We all long to do something that matters and we want to, we want to make an impact, but how do you know what that something is? And so I'm going to be sharing about how do you discover more about who you are, which goes back to some of that personal branding stuff we were talking about. And then how do you live that out? And then Kirsten is going to wrap up our night with a motivating talk on allowing yourself to be mended. And, you know, we all have a story and we all have dents and scratches and bruises. And Mm -hmm. she's going to be talking about how when you look at the things in your life, your, your failures and your regrets and those kinds of things, if you look at them in a different way, how it can really allow you to pursue your purpose, knowing that knowing the true value that you have and how that changes everything when you allow yourself to be mended. So those are the topics for this year. And I mean, and we have giveaways and a lot, a lot of laughing, a lot of fun, and you don't have to know anybody to come. I mean, by the time you leave, you probably will know plenty of people. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So I love all of that. And I love how all three of those topics fit together. You're talking about living out your purpose. And then with Kirsten following that up with how do we overcome things that have been challenging? Because I think yeah. sometimes as women, again, maybe back to that fear, you can start thinking that they're disqualifiers mm-hmm. when in fact, a lot of times they can be building blocks for Absolutely. the next part of our journey because we learn so much through our failings yeah. if we're able to just acknowledge that they happened, deal with the the emotions that go along with them, and then pick ourselves back up yeah. and move forward through that. And just remembering that everybody has a story. We all have a story. And, you know, the thing that struck me lately is just, we all have something in our lives. I'm sure every single one of your listeners has something they're wrestling with. Mm -hmm. We all have some sort of a battle. We might think it's small. We might think it's huge. It might be overwhelming, but we all have one. And so, um, so I think sometimes we look at other women and we say, oh, you know, she's so successful or she's got the perfect life. She must not have the fears I have, or she must not have the shame I have, or she must not have the regrets I have or whatever it might be. But we all have a story, right? you know, and that's what makes us us and unique. Speaking of that, what's been one of the most exciting things you've seen through your personal branding efforts as well as, and then in addition to through Lyft? Sure. Yeah. From women. Okay. Well, gosh, I get excited about everything. (laughs) If Pam and Kirsten were here, they would be nodding their heads going, yes, that's Jenny. (laughs) I think Kirsten calls me the Energizer Bunny. Oh, I love that. So it's hard for me to narrow down, but I will say in my personal branding work with women, what has been so thrilling for me, and I've had an opportunity to work with a handful of younger clients uh-huh. that are under 30, uh-huh. that um, that has been really rewarding for me because I have been so impressed that these young women are already thinking um, ahead to, you know, who am I? What are my strengths? I don't want to get 20, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down my life and turn around and say, who's lived this life, you know? Yeah. And so I love to be able to come alongside them and help them think through things like, well, what are my core values? What are my passions? 
what am I good at? You know, that kind of a thing. And then what kind of direction do I want to have in my life? And so to see these like epiphany moments happen when I'm working with these women and the women who are like my age as well, or even older, it's so rewarding when the light bulbs start to go off and they start to recognize their own value and give themselves permission to, to pursue the things that they, they feel that tug on their heart to pursue and to acknowledge that, Hey, that's, that's me. And I'm gifted at that. And I can do that, you know? So that's been really rewarding from that perspective for lift. Honestly, the thing that has been the most exciting, I think is just to see how many women are responding to this call to come together in community. And in our, our world today, we have so much divisiveness and so much uncertainty and it is the coolest thing ever. I've had discussion groups in my living room with women who are, we, we know we're very different from each other, yet we have grown to love each other and appreciate those differences and learn so much from each other. That has been such a beautiful thing to see in the friendships that are formed and, and what can happen when you come together in community like that, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's so good. I think we can feel connected through our social media and, and our phones and emails and all of that. But then in reality, not be sitting down face to face with people Yeah, in a room. And you do find a whole new level of connection when you're face to face yeah. in a room full of people from different backgrounds and different strengths and different journeys and, and learning from each other's and perspectives. And learning from each other. Yes. Yeah. It's and, been awesome. And we need each other. Yes. In this we need life. each other. And we have more in common as women than we have not in common. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you can share your heart with other women and, and just learn from them and their backgrounds. And I, I just love that. It's been, it's been awesome. Yeah. So just no, to that's... see people responding to the, the, the um, opportunity to come together in community. Right. It's been so cool yeah. and have fun, Right. you know, have yeah. fun and laugh and just, yeah. you know, and with Lyft, they need tickets, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So where do they go to find tickets? So they go to liftedhigh.org, which okay. is our website. And uh-huh. then on, on the homepage, they'll see a bright orange bar that says you can buy tickets here. Okay. Um, there's several different links all over the website that they can buy tickets. And then that'll lead them to an Eventbrite page where they can buy okay. them. Yeah. And while you have lots of tickets sold, there's still lots available, Yes, correct? because we have a bigger venue this year. So awesome. we've got room for more women. Good. So if you're listening and you're on the fence, just come join us. And grab a friend. And grab a friend. We yeah. would love to have you. The tickets are $18 a piece. So for less than $20, you can come and hear three inspiring messages, have dessert, and hang out with a bunch of women for the night. And it's just a really fun girls' night out. Yeah. And that's a great venue that you chose to have. Yeah. We're excited. Yeah. Yeah. I love the lobby area and the coffee. They're going to have that coffee station open. It's going to be fun. I'm playing keys there this weekend, actually. Oh, cool. I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. 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 So very fun. Um, And if they are like me and never know what they're doing until the last second, can they show up at the door and buy tickets? They can. They can show up at the door and buy tickets. I believe they're 20 at the door. Okay. All right. this is all yeah. very exciting. And I can say personally, I loved, I was able to attend last year's. I loved it. Oh, it was so you. fun and so, so positive. Fun. And so you're all such exceptional communicators as people I'm sure are being, they can tell right now from the interview. You're just all so, all three of you are such amazing communicators. And so it was just really, it was a great evening. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you came. And like you yeah. said, so fun to stand shoulder to shoulder with yeah. A whole tribe of women mm-hmm. from the community. Yeah. And like you said, we're all trying 
essentially sort of trying to do the same thing. Like we all just want to matter. And none of us have it figured out and none of us have it all together and none of us, you know, is perfect or any of that. So it's so cool when you can get together and hear, you know, real stories from real women and just realize that, you know, it, you don't have to have it all together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Well, I think this is so personally inspiring, which is really what ends up happening and why I love these interviews so much is I come away just feeling, all right, women are awesome. We can do this. I'm with you. Why are awesome? We got this. So what advice would you have if somebody's sitting here going, okay, all right, you know, yeah. it just takes that first step. What advice do you have for somebody that may feel like they have kind of the moment like you had when you were reading books to your kids, mm-hmm. you're sitting in, in your house with your children piled on you and all of a sudden you had this little inkling of, I think I might want to go be a writer. What advice would you have for somebody who might be listening that's sitting there with that little tug? I would say don't feel like you have to have it all figured out and to go ahead and just take that first step because when you take that step, it often leads to the next step and the next step. I remember way back when, after I had had Katie, she was like six months old, and I was in church one Sunday and we had a guest speaker come and she was sharing the need with the church for mentor moms in our community, for um, coming alongside and mentoring pregnant and teen moms. And I, I couldn't even explain it, but I had, my heart was racing. I felt this tug like, oh my gosh, I want to come alongside these teenage moms. I want to help them. I want to be involved in this. And I got a pamphlet and I took it home. And the first thought I had was, who are you to be coming alongside and helping teen moms, you're a brand new mom and you don't know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> and believe yeah. me, I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but you know, there was that, I just had this tug on my heart. I could not explain. I did not know at the time the work that I would be doing way into the future, working with moms. I did not know the work I'd be doing with women. I just knew I had a stirring in my heart to come alongside these teen moms. And so I talked myself out of it for several days and then I ended up, it just wouldn't go away. And I ended up calling the office of this, the mentor mom place. And I, and I kind of discounted myself and I said, you know, I'm sure I'm not qualified. I'm sure you need like more experience, but you know, so I, I have a daughter, but she's just six months old, but I felt a tug on my heart. And, and she just said, Oh my goodness, we need you. No, come, come to the training. And so I went and I got trained and I ended up coming alongside some pregnant moms and some teen moms and going through that journey with them. And I was involved with that organization for about eight years. And that really just confirmed this call that I had. And like I said, you know, other doors open, but had I not, had I listened to those fears and had I not taken that step, who knows what, what might have unfolded or what might not not have unfolded. So I would just encourage women that if you have that tug on your heart or there is that something that you really know you've been wanting to do, test it out. Take yeah. that next step. And I have to share too, Julie, it's funny because my, my Her Team Success business, back in March when I created my website, I, I did not know what I was doing. Yeah. I was like, I want to formalize this. I feverishly put together a business plan. I said, this is what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to have an LLC. I'm going to have my own company. I did not know what that meant. I did not know what my clients would look like. I didn't know anything. I just knew I wanted to formalize this process with working with women. And so I put my website out there. I created it myself. I did not... I'm not a web developer. I mean, I literally just went in and and did this website. I knew it wasn't perfect. I hit publish, put it out there. 
But the thing is, is by doing that, I had great friends. Kirsten was one of them. She gave me feedback on my website. It opened doors for conversation. And I was, I was able to say, oh, I'm doing this wow. and get the support of other women and friends. And then just doors open from there. So, wow. so yeah, I would just say, don't feel like you have to have it all together. Just take that next step. What were your personal fears that you had to wrestle down in these different stages? Because you've started a lot of new things. Yeah. And it, is there a common thread fear that would creep into your heart and mind? I think the most common thread in the beginning of my journey, even back to sending my first children's book manuscript to an editor or publishing that first blog post when I did my mom blog, was that fear of being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. Because just even writing something and worrying about like, how are other people going to read this? Or what are they going to think of this? That's a really vulnerable feeling to put it out there. I've gotten so much better with that over the years. I kind of just am who I am, but, and that's probably age and growth or whatever, but I do vividly remember how hard that was in the beginning. I think too, I have to share with her her team success. You know, I put my website out there. I was feeling super brave. I was living inspired, fearless and thriving. (laughs) I felt like, Hey, hey, I am walking the walk. I am talking the talk, but I'll tell you what. So then I get contacted by my first client who wants to work with me. She found me online and I was like, oh my gosh, somebody actually wants to work with me. Okay, so then we set up our first coaching appointment, and she was a high-level manager here at a company in Boise, and this was real. All of a sudden, Uh it was like, oh my goodness. The concepts are now for real. (laughs) Yes, and I will tell you, I had a total case of that imposter syndrome where right before our call, I was like, who am I to be coaching this woman? She's this high level manager. And what am I going to, you know, what do I have to add value? I went through this whole process, but you know what? It's like, pulled out my bootstraps. I said, you've got this said a desperate prayer and went into that coaching session and, and was just reminded is like the minute we started, the nerves went away. And it was just that reminder of I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. This is how I'm made. This is my sweet spot. And, and so then from there, you know, it was, it was great, but, but I will tell you, there was still fear with that too. I can absolutely 100,000% relate to that. (laughs) The whole imposter thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know where that, why that is still something I have to wrestle down at, you know. I think we all have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think we all have that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're able to cheer people on through that. Yeah. So. And it feels good when you push through it. Yeah. It does. You're like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And there's seasons. I had a season this fall, even with the podcast, I didn't release that many. And I think after launching a child, which we just yes. both did, I didn't feel like being vulnerable. Like I didn't yeah. want to do anything that felt risky. I didn't want to do anything that felt like my, I felt like my heart was already on my sleeve at all minutes of all the day. I didn't want to do anything else that perpetuated that. And so I did a lot of leaf raking and a lot of tending to things in my home, and a lot of mundane tasks that required no vulnerability. But now it's like, nope, got to pull back out and, and get ourselves back on track. And so I love that you're there to just be that voice yeah. for women that need to either start that step or re-engage with that step, but just yeah. to go out and, and live with 
with intention and live on purpose. And well, and I have to say, I love what you just shared too, because it just gives women permission. Like we go through phases and not now doesn't mean not ever. It's right. like, it's yeah. okay to take a pause. Uh-huh. And believe me, this summer I had those moments too, <laughs> right. Julie. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is wrong with me? Why yeah. can't I stop crying? Oh my gosh, right. No, <laughs> so, huge change. Yeah. So yeah. I would just say too, if any of your listeners are going through those life changes, whether it's a newborn baby or somebody going to college yeah. or relationships changing or something failing in their lives or whatever, that it's okay to take that pause. It doesn't mean that you're not going to take that next step. You may just need a little pause before you do. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And again, finding our people to cheer us yes. on so that, you know, I had friends that would say, okay, hermit for a while is fine. Hermit forever. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we yes. need, each, you know, we need each other through all of those different points Amen. of our lives. So, well, even if they can't, get to you one-on-one, really, honestly, I would just like to reiterate one last time to anybody listening, just how much fun your event is and, and meaningful. And, and there's something for everybody that walks in those doors. Yeah. We are going to have a great time this year. I am super excited. And I will say in the past, if anybody's listening and they've been to lift events, we've had just a slew of giveaways and prizes and we'd had so many generous donations and this year we had to trim some of that back just simply because of the time frame on our agenda and the length of our talks and that sort of thing but we have just a handful of really cool amazing prizes this year so like like some awesome awesome stuff so super excited about that yay yay okay so at the end of this event what will you just go, okay, that was exactly what we wanted. Like, what are your, what's your overarching takeaway that you want people to come away with? We want people to come away with the, just knowing that they are enough yeah. and that they can live inspired, fearless, and thriving. And that doesn't mean they have to be perfect. And it doesn't mean they have to never wrestle with fear and that they're not alone, that yeah. they have community around them. They have other women going through similar or sometimes even the same circumstances and they are not alone in this life. I love yeah. that. Yay. Well, I feel Yay. inspired and <laughs> I'll try to be less fearless. <laughs> I love all of that. I just think that's so Aww. exciting. Okay. So one of the things I hear authors and speakers say all the time is that words in or words yeah. out and leaders are readers and all of those things. So yeah. what do you, where do you look for your inspiration for your talks, for your meeting, your consultations, for your speaking engagements? What inspires you personally? So I'm kind of an information junkie. I'm constantly listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and books. I love books. My husband and I just went to the library a couple weekends ago, and I just got a huge stack of books, more than I'm probably (laughs) going to have time to read, you know, before they're due. But I mean, like, usually with my work with women and in discussion groups with women, the books we choose are things like Shauna Nyquist's Present Over Perfect or Brene Brown's Daring Greatly and those types of things or Gifts of Imperfection where it's really just speaking to information that appeals to all women that we can all relate to. So I love those types of books. I also love reading like business books. Uh So I just, I'm, I just finished, it's called the back of the napkin by Dan Rome. And it's, it's about how you can visually problem solve. So I love stuff like that too, which is kind of 
strange, but I love that whole business angle too and marketing yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, so I'm constantly devouring stuff. And if yeah. somebody says to me, I'm reading a good book, it's like, I'll, I have a list on my phone that I jot it down and add it to my list. So oh, I love, so I love that. Yeah. That's, I love, I have a whole stack of books by my bed as yes. well. It's yes. Do um, you read, um, one at a time or do you read several at one time? Oh, I read several. Me too. Yeah, I can never <laughs> just be in one thing. Me I'll usually either. have like a fiction going and then I'll have something that I feel like is professional development yeah. and then something that inspires my faith and yes, <laughs> it's yes. like there's so, yeah. And yeah. And devour them when yeah. I can't. I, I mean, life gets in the way, but oh man, over the break, I read so much. It was so like That's in heaven. That's so nice. <laughs> yes, yeah. when you get that that chance. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Do you have favorite authors or podcasts right um, now or well, a favorite like, right at this moment? I like Donald Miller's Story Brand podcast oh, yeah. okay. and Entree Leadership. To one of those. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. What was um, the last one? I'm sorry. Entree Leadership, Dave okay. Ramsey. So those are kind of business leadership uh-huh. type of ones, but, um, and then Donald Miller's branding and, yeah. and, you know, storytelling, that type of a thing. But, um, yeah. so yeah, those are my favorite right now, but if you ask me in six months, yeah, I mean, you'll have it changes. New, yeah. Right. Oh, that's so good. That's yeah. awesome. So, I always ask each of my guests a so close story and mostly because this is my life. I just have these things that happen to me and I could tell you a story this week of our subject that is just so close. (laughs) Just, you know, life just happens. So do you have like a a moment where you just feel like, oh, this is like you said, I've got this, I'm on track and then something just doesn't quite so close. You know, what comes to mind is, um, Back when I was writing heavily, I spent years writing a middle grade novel. It was called Give and Take. I still have it. I haven't sold it yet. It's won a couple of awards, and now it's just kind of in the drawer. I'm convinced someday something might happen to this novel, but it's dear to my heart. Um, I spent many years on it. Anyway, I had submitted it to a contest, and it had placed, and it had received recognition, and it got the attention of an, a top editor at Random House. Oh my and goodness. so it was, I was so hopeful and she yeah. was so great. And there was some email exchanges and she had some questions about my thinking and some of the story storyline stuff. And we went back and forth and I, I just got so hopeful. And I thought, this is it. This is my break. This is it. I was so excited. And ultimately, many, many months later, the decision was made not to acquire it. And so... I was just like devastated. Yeah. It was like I got so close oh. to what, you know, at that time, that was my ideal, you know, that was success. That would yeah. have been it, right? Yeah. And it didn't happen. Oh. And, you know, looking back, she gave me golden feedback about that story. She gave me great information on how it can be changed to make it stronger, that whole thing. Yeah. And I get why it wasn't acquired yeah. now, but it was one of those moments that at the time just felt like a big rejection Ugh. and a big failure. How did you work through that? that well, I cried. me all the way yeah. off the rails. <laughs> I cried. I mean, you know, as a writer, it's part of the industry. You will have rejection. If you're yeah. going to have any acceptances, you're going to have to, you're going to have to be able to withstand some rejection. And I right. think that's true actually, you know, with anything that you pursue yeah. and being able to kind of build that alligator skin and say, all right, I'm knocked down, but I'm going to pick myself back up. Yeah. And it's not the end of the journey. It's yeah. not the end of the journey. And what can I learn from that? You know? And so there were a lot of really great things about that experience yeah. in terms of 
of the contacts that I made and the things that I learned about my craft and stuff. But at the time, that's the thing that stands out because that was kind of the closest that I got to oh, what man. I would have considered was my big break as a writer right. at that time. Oh my goodness. So, you could probably do a whole lift section on that, <laughs> dealing with rejection, you know, yeah. because one person's voice is not the only voice, but we right. can make it that when For sure. Do yeah. you have any embarrassing so close, like you're tripped on stage or <laughs> oh gosh I'm always embarrassing myself I ask my husband I'm not kidding you. I don't know I can't think of one but Julie honestly I'm the one where if you're gonna drop something or break something uh-huh. or or run into something or slip and fall it would be me uh-huh. that I, I'm yeah. just that way that's so. exactly why I love to pull these out of guests because yeah. you know okay so you talked about what you're currently reading uh, what's something that you use in everyday life that you couldn't live without this my hydro oh, my one. okay yes my, my son has a bunch of those oh and we should say it's a hydro flask like it's a whole, hy- like a big water giant water hydro flask yeah yes. I just take it and I don't even think I've had a sip since we've been here but I just it's my little security <laughs> I have water I might be without water someday. I know I'm not kidding you I have water anxiety I really really do if if I my Mike he jokes he's like you cannot go to the mailbox without water oh, and it's so it is funny. seriously true I need to have water at all times so living fearless except for about water except for water <laughs> yes and Pam, but what's so funny is Pam's the same way. So we always laugh because it's like, you got your hydro, I got yeah. my hydro, you know? Oh, so, so, so that is, that is. What about thing. a technology tool? Cause I don't know anything about technology. So I always want to know what people are using. You know, my phone, mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with my phone. I, you know, it doesn't create any tension or angst for me. It's yeah. useful. I like it. It's what's on uh, your home screen. Like, do you have like your go-to apps of, you know, that you just can't survive a day. I, okay. I'm pulling it up as we're talking. If you're listening, um, I mean, I've got all of my, you know, of course the, the email and yeah. the calendar and all that stuff, but I do have, so I have the U version Bible app oh, on yeah, my phone yeah, I and I, I start every morning with that because oh, okay. I like to get up and get my cup of coffee, come back in bed. House is dark. Nobody's awake. Usually Mike's already up on a conference call or, or something like that. But you know the plans where you can click on a plan and you can do it by topic and whether it's like gratitude or encouragement or confidence or whatever it might be. And then read through a devotional about that topic and then read through scripture and just I I that really is my go-to morning routine and it just sets me on the right path for the day. That's so good. I love that you can just do that right in your bed from your yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah. What do you, do you not do that? The world. I tend to get up and sit in my chair because I think if I tried to read in bed in the morning, it would, I'd go right back to sleep. But <laughs> well, have my coffee with me. So That's cozy. key. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. I yeah. feel like if I get up, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. Once I'm, I'm one of those people, it's like when I'm up, I am up and I am running. Oh, and so. I, my husband probably wishes I was like that. I am a slow. That's okay. It's a slow ramp. Up. That is okay. <laughs> so I will sit in that chair as long as I can get away Good with for it you. before I have to get up. I just went through the chronological Bible and I loved that where it yeah. really just puts everything into Time. a narrative and yeah. makes the whole thing read like a story. I love that That's so cool. much. So that was my that was my morning go-to lately. But well, this has been so fun. I Thank have you. loved getting to hear from you. I've loved that we finally made this happen. Me too. I love your enthusiasm. I resonate so much with that. I love that you're coaching other people to find their place in this life. And that just fits so well with my heart for this show to just inspire women to just show up to their life. Which I think you're doing. I think it's awesome. Yeah. So thank you for speaking into that. And and go to Lyft in a couple weeks, everybody. Yeah. um, January 25th. And I'll post all of that on the show notes and, and everybody 
links to your website on my website awesome. as well. So okay. yeah. thank well, you so thank much, you. Julie, for having me. Yes. I really appreciate it. It's been yes. fun. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jenny as much as I did. I would absolutely love to hear from you about what she got you thinking about. If you're feeling that stirring to do something new or to take a risk in some area, I would love to cheer you on in that. You can visit me over at my website in the blog section at julieturnermusic.com and leave me a comment in the comments section of this episode. Or you can always email me at info at julieturnermusic.com. I would sincerely love to hear what you're excited about doing, and I would love to know how I can pray for you and cheer you on in pursuing what you're passionate about. Be sure to head over to liftedhigh.org to grab your tickets to the next Lift event in January on the 25th. You'd definitely be in for a treat. And if you're wanting to get with Jenny for that one-on-one coaching, you can visit her at her website at herteamsuccess.com. Thanks again so much for listening, everyone. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on the Made for This podcast.